good news is the Blue Jackets broke their win streak, and it was on the back of all of the children on Kids Takeover Day over at Nationwide Arena. The bad news is they must once again face the Tampa Bay Lightning, so we're going to talk about the win and also the inevitable loss coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for, before we get started, Thank you for making us your first listen or your first watch of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube. If you are not subscribed on YouTube, make sure you go over there and hit that button because you could be entered into a uh, competition to win a uh, commemorative Rick Nash puck from his Jersey retirement night. Once I hit 100 subscribers over there, I'm going to be giving that away. So make sure you get in on that if that is something that you are interested in. Today, we're going to talk about the uh, extremely fun win over the Edmonton Oilers, and then we're going to preview tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, because I guess we have to play them. We have to play them twice this week, which seems unfair, but uh, we'll talk We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, this was another one of those games where the Blue Jackets allowed the first goal like five minutes in, and I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to be a long night or afternoon, I guess, since the game started at like 1pm Eastern. It was 6pm for me, so it was, uh, you know, night. But the point is, the Blue Jackets let Evander Kane score, which, gross, um, three minutes in, and then after that, nothing really happened for uh, for a little while. Uh, Eric Robertson scored Nick Blankenberg, uh, his third assist of the season. Jake Voracek is up to 52 assists on the season. I think he had a, uh, a three-point night. Jake Voracek, so he's up to 55 assists, which I think is the most assists. Yeah, Jackets Insider tweeted this out. The most assists of any player to also score less than 10 goals in a season, which is extremely funny and an extremely Jake Voracek stat. Um, he was also talking to Jackets Insider about how he thought he could have had a better season because five goals is not very many. And I'm like, yeah, my guy, you have 60 points though, so it's fine. You're probably, you're probably going to be okay. Um, but Eric Robertson hits double digits, scores his 10th of the season, makes it 1-1. Leon Dreisaitl on the power play makes it 2-1, which seems, yeah, that seems about right. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl has 55 goals this season now, which seems excessive, seems unfair. Uh, Conor McDavid, 75 points, or 75 assists, excuse me. But it, it is what it is. I would be extremely surprised if we played Edmonton, and one of those guys did not score or get a point. So the fact that only one of them did, and it was a power play goal, and they ended up being the last goal they scored, like, I'm fine with that. Uh, it could have been a lot, lot worse. Uh, I thought Elvis Mosley-Kins was extremely good in this game. Uh, he allowed two goals on 35 shots. 
And yeah, generally has been pretty, pretty good. This, uh, this past like five or six games. Okay. Yeah. They've only got two wins in those, those past few games, but he has like a nine, three something in those games. So I don't know that you can put the, the California losses all on him. I'm not going to. So, uh, but we know that this is a goalie friendly show. Let's talk about the third period because the third period was where the fun started. Oliver Bjorkstrand hits 25 goals on the season, makes it 2 2. Cole Soldier gets an assist. Uh, Gus Nyquist again continues that sneaky good campaign of his. Uh, he had a two point night as well. And then the most exciting goal of the game, for me anyway, uh, Nick Blankenberg scores his first NHL goal on the power play. Doing first power play time because uh, Boquist is injured, Wierenski is injured, and who else are you going to put there? Um, why not give the why not give the kid a try? And he he did the dang thing. Uh, scored his first goal on power play. Just an absolute rocket from the blue line. Nobody saw it, not even the goalie, until it was already in. Just a really, just a really great success story. Um, for Nick Blankenberg, who, you know, didn't get drafted, is 5'8", generously, um, came into this organization on the back of the Ken Johnson contract signing, which obviously everyone was super excited about, but Nick Blankenberg has had a very quiet and very steady, solid debut with this team, and uh, I'm excited to see where he goes. From here, he's really taken advantage of, you know, no one likes it when your your star players are hurt, when your really good players are hurt, but Nick Blankenberg has super taken advantage of uh, of this and is really, really thriving, honestly. Uh, he's got three points in six games so far. Like being half a point per game player is, I think, pretty impressive for a first year pro. Came straight in, um, and obviously he was the he was someone that they were not expecting a lot out of. I think he was just kind of by necessity a real depth piece. But what a what a success story! Uh, we hold his rights. So, and I don't think he's uh, eligible for arbitration or anything next season. So he will be a Blue Jacket next season unless they trade his rights somewhere. I can't imagine them doing that. Brad Larson loves him. I think Yawakakalainen is very impressed. They wouldn't have signed him if they didn't. Uh, so I would expect to see him sign uh, a two or three year contract in the off season. Maybe spend some time in Cleveland next year, depending on what the defense situation is like on Columbus. I'd rather have him playing a bunch of minutes in the NHL than playing limited minutes in the NHL. But the point is, we love Nick Blankenberg here. And uh, I was super, super happy to see him score his first goal on the power play. Ended up being the game winner. You love to see it. Uh, in a minute, we are going to talk about some of the other kids that had success in this kids takeover game. First, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Because if you'd put money on the game-winning goal being scored by Nick Blankenberg, you would have won a lot of money, I bet. And you could have done that over at BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. 
Also, hockey playoffs are starting soon, which is very exciting, uh, even if your team is not in them, like the Blue Jackets. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They've got boxing, they've got UFC, they've got all of the big four sports leagues, they've got women's sports, they've got college sports, they've got all of the sports that you could hope for. So head to the website today, that once again, that is betonline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action, because BetOnline is where the game starts. And uh, let's, speaking of, of starting games, or continuing games, I guess, uh, Jack Rostovic can't stop scoring. Uh, scores his 21st goal of the season, makes it 4-2. to two. Again, he's just really decided to up his game here in the last, oh, I don't know, two weeks or so. Uh, he has now got, I believe, since the game in Detroit where he had the hat trick, uh, he has had nine. He has scored nine goals in those uh, seven games. Just a real, a real upping his game type of player. Uh, you know, before that he hadn't scored since March sixteenth. He had a two goal attempt versus Ottawa, and then uh, yeah, goals three for three versus Detroit, two versus Montreal uh, held. Scoreless, pointless versus Anaheim versus Los Angeles, had a an assist against Anaheim. Two goals versus San Jose, a goal versus Ottawa, and a goal versus Edmonton. He is finishing the season strong, and uh, really making making his voice heard in an attempt to maybe be one of the top two centers on this team next season. Um, and he's doing this, he's been doing this for the most part without Patrick Laine as well. So they got put together as a line when Boo Jenner uh, went down with an injury mid-March, I think. And yeah, like I say, since since kind of the start of April, he's really been, really been making a difference on this team. He's been one of their best players. He's been one of their most fun players. Um, and I can only imagine, you know, what what would happen if, Give uh, give him Patrick Laine back. Put I don't know Gus Nyquist on that other wing and uh, watch them go. And I think it's going to be very very fun. Um, not that Bjork's Ryan has not been good on that line because that's been a really solid line for the Blue Jackets. But I think putting Bjorkstrand on the second line with Cole Sillinger and I mean I want it to be Ken Johnson but I don't think it will be uh it'll be somebody a little bit more experienced probably at least to begin with um but that's that is my ideal top six I think um I could put yeah put Jake Voracek in in the, on the second line that would be that would be my choice I've decided uh is is where where I am going with this, but uh, yeah, just a really, really good, solid season from Jack Roslovic. Hits, he's on a career high for goals, for assists, for points. You just you love to see it. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of fun, Cole Sillinger hits fifteen goals on the season with an empty net goal, makes it five to two. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand with a three-point night, joining Jake Voracek. Just a really good and fun and solid game. It is, 
everyone that you wanted to have a big game did. Uh, Bjorkstrand 3.8, Voracek 3.8, uh, goals from Roslovic, Sillinger, uh, who had a 2.8, uh, 2.8 from Nick Blankenberg, like everyone that you wanted to. At some point, I would like Ken Johnson to score a goal. Uh, and I think it's coming. Uh, he has been incre- he's been looking better and better the more games he played, which I think is, you know, what we all expected. His minutes were pretty limited against Edmonton, which is uh, frustrating and disappointing, considering Brad Larson talked a lot about how he wants to get the kids in these games, because if they can learn to play against some of the best players in the league, then they can play against the the rest of the guys. Um, so I'm interested to see tonight's game against Tampa Bay, uh, what Brad Larson does with some of the younger players like Ken Johnson. Um, I imagine Nick Blankenberg will be just fine because Larson loves him. Uh, he played 14 and a half minutes against Edmonton. Uh, Kent Johnson only played eight and a half. So honestly, I would like at least four more minutes of ice time for Kent Johnson. I want to see him ideally up around 12 to 14 um, because I just, I don't think you're going to get the best out of him if he's only playing less than a third of the game. You know, he is, he has the potential to be a real star on this team. And if you're not letting him stretch his legs now, when there's nothing to play for, then what are we even doing here, you know? Um, But that is a rant for another time. I think um, in a minute, we're going to look ahead to tonight's game against Tampa Bay. Obviously, we just talked a little bit about it, but we'll uh, take a look at how Tampa Bay is doing, and we'll uh, take a look at some of the players to watch, and probably we will talk a little bit more about Nick Blankenberg because I love him, and he had such a good game against Edmonton. But first, I'm going to tell you about Built Bar, because if you don't know what a Built Bar is, let me tell you. It is a protein bar but it tastes exactly like a candy bar. You know, you go to the gas store, you get the protein bars that kind of taste waxy or chalky. The mint kind of tastes like toothpaste. The peanut butter doesn't taste like peanut butter. I don't know what it does taste like, but it's not peanut butter. Built Bar isn't any of those things. They are delicious. They are nutritious. They taste like what they're supposed to. Built Bar makes them taste good first and then figures out how to make it healthy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb, just better in every conceivable way than the average candy bar. A ton of incredible flavors. They've got mint brownie, coconut almond. Uh, they've got white chocolate cookies and cream, which I have not tried, but does sound good as hell. They've got new flavors coming out all of the time. And uh, if they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. And uh, they pull it off every single time, if you ask me. Here's the best bit about Built Bar. If you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's talk about Tampa Bay, because we have to pay attention to them. Uh, They are a stupid good team. They curb-stomped the Blue Jackets the last time these two teams faced. It was 7-2 to two in favor of the Lightning back in January. So these will be some pretty big tests for the Blue Jackets, I think. Tampa hasn't been as much out of a juggernaut as uh, in previous seasons. I think they've had some 
injury trouble and you know whatnot, but they are still uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, Nikita Kucherov has 15 points in this last five games, which I did not realize until I just looked at the stats, which is and that's um, horrifying, and I hate that. And that probably means that he's going to do some extremely rude goal scoring against the Blue Jackets. Uh, seven goals and eight assists in the last five games. Vigdedman has 12 assists in the last five games. Um, their leading goal scorer is Steven Stamkos, which I was not expecting. Uh, he's got 37 goals on the season, three points away from 100. So I fully expect him to hit 100 points against the Blue Jackets because that's how this works. Just what a... What a frustrating team to play against at all times. Um, the goaltending has been good, not otherworldly good, but good enough, which is kind of all Tampa Bay needs. Uh, Vasilevsky, I assume we will see either tonight or uh, Thursday night when the these two teams meet again. Uh, Brian Elliott has been very good as the backup. He's got 11-3-3 record and a 9-14 save percentage. I imagine we'll see Elvis in both of these games. Um, obviously, players to watch for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Jake Voracek has five points in his last five games. Jack Rostovic has four goals in his last five games, nine in his last seven. So I would look to him for scoring and whatnot. But uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a long night. Um, they're tenth in the league on the power play, twelfth in the league on the penalty kill. 15th in face-off percentage, which is unexpected, but again, I guess, I don't know how we, how much face-offs really matter to to a team's success. Honestly, um, it's something that I have been curious about for a while, but they are 7th in the league in goals for per game and 6th in the league in goals against per game, which again, seems unnecessary and rude. And mostly I am just hoping that they don't score seven goals on the Blue Jackets again, because I don't want that. <laughs> like, I don't have any hard-hitting analysis about why. I just would like for the Blue Jackets to not have seven goals to Tampa Bay. Obviously, the California trip was a, a bit of a disaster all round. Really good, solid win against Edmonton. I would like it if we could pull one win out of these last three games of the season. Kind of finish on a high. Uh, but it is two games against Tampa and one game against Pittsburgh, who are finally healthy for the first time all season, I think. So that'll be... Man, what a what a horrible game to finish the season on against Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about that later, that later in the week, but I just wanted to, like, be sad about that for a minute. Like, it feels unfair that we have to finish the season against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are really just starting to roll. But that's, that's beside the point. Um, in terms of Tampa Bay... I assume they're going to win this game because that's just kind of what Tampa Bay does, especially to the Blue Jackets, unless it's uh, the 2019 playoffs. But that's also beside the point. Uh, if nothing else, even if they do curb stomp the Blue Jackets again, if nothing else, we will always have the sweep. And that's what's important. Um, predictions, I don't know. It's going to be like a 6 Three win for Tampa Bay. I don't know. Like, let's let's throw that out there into the universe because if I predict a curb stomping, then I will be, in theory, less upset when we inevitably do get curb stomped. But uh, that's kind of all I've got for you today. Tomorrow we will break down tonight's game against the Lightning. 
Uh, I assume it will be full of frustrated ranting, but you never know. Uh, so that's coming up tomorrow. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. If you're watching on YouTube, you can find the doohickey down here to figure out how to spell that without having to listen to me spell it out. And uh, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube. We are on Twitter over at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Um, as the season kind of winds down, over the next maybe kind of month or so, we're going to be looking at... Uh, how players did this season we're going to be looking at some letter grades for the full-time blue jackets and also a handful of the more notable Cleveland monsters that spent some time up this season uh guys like jake christensen uh scott harrington will take a look at even though i believe he spent the bulk of the season down in cleveland which is um, fine um but that's what we're going to kind of look at over the next i don't know three-ish weeks maybe is uh, we'll take a look at some some letter grades for for everyone who wore a blue jackets sweater this season. That's what we're gonna start taking a look at. Um, but like I said, tomorrow we'll break down tonight's game. Uh, we've got some more prospect talk coming up. That should be fun uh, later in the week. I've got some more conversation with Patrick Bexell uh, from Habs Eyes on the Prize about some more Swedish prospects. That's coming up later this week. Uh, Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you go and subscribe over on YouTube if you haven't already. And, uh, yeah, once again, thanks for thanks for stopping on by, listening to me cry about Nick Blankenberg. I'm sure we will do much more of that in the future. Make sure you go and listen to uh, Monsters Musings, which is the AHL podcast I do with Dean Weinheimer over at Field Pass Hockey where we talk about how the Cleveland Monsters did this week, and they did pretty well. So uh, if you'd like to take a glimpse into the future of the organization, go and listen to that. It will be out later this morning. But until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.